the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you on today. We bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is ahead of our life. We want to give honor to our leadership, our pastor, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church, and to my own lovely wife, Missionary Newsom, and to Lady Paulette, and to all the saints of God. We want to say God bless you on today. Uh, it's a beautiful Monday. Uh, it's nice and sunny out, uh, even though it was cooler yesterday on Sunday. But we thank and praise God for a bright and sunny day. And so we want to go before the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get into our sidebar and we'll get right into uh, our particular topic that we have at hand. So let us go before the Lord in prayer as we pray for those that are in need of prayer. Let's pray for the bereaved families. Let's pray for those that are sick among us. Let's continue to pray for our leadership especially those uh, that have health issues, uh, especially those that are in the hospital and those that are sick and confined to their homes. Uh, let us pray for them that the Lord will continue to bless and give them strength and bless them to be able, amen, to receive healing at the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we want to be praying for those particular things uh, as we pray for you and your family. Uh, please pray for uh Brother Newsom and Sister Newsom, that the Lord will continue to bless us uh, to continue to uh, do the uh, work of God and that we continue, amen, to stay on the wall and continue to, amen, fight the good fight of faith. Let us uh, continue to pray for all believers that the Lord will continue to strengthen them uh, with uh, his power and his might to uh, be able to carry out the things that God has called them to carry out. Uh, let us continue to pray for uh, all of those bishops and pastors that uh, in the hospital, those that requested requ requested uh, requested various prayer requests. Uh, let us continue to pray for the revival services throughout this month, especially those that are in their consecration month, that the Lord will continue to strengthen those that are uh, participating in consecration and that the Lord will abundantly bless them uh, in their uh, particular aspect of faith that they're looking for God to work on their behalf. And so let us continue to pray uh, that the Lord will continue to save uh, those that are not in the church, that God will uh, reach out uh, by his saving grace and saving hand. Let us pray that the Lord will uh, touch hearts and minds, that they will turn to God in repentance and call on the name of the Lord that they might be saved. Let us pray that God will reclaim the backslider. Let's continue to pray for our presider, assistant presider, our senior bishop, emeritus Bishop Scott. Let us pray for uh, Elder Sims. Let us continue to pray for Monique Whiting. Let us continue to pray for um, our local church, the mothers and saints that are there. Let us pray uh, for all believers that we will come into um, the oneness of God in terms of those that uh don't believe that there is one God. Let us pray that God will bring them into the knowledge of the truth. Um, we're talking about those that are of another foe. Let us pray that God will bring their hearts and minds into the knowledge of the truth and 
give them the revelation of Jesus Christ. All right. So let's go before the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Savior, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you once again for your manifold blessing. Thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, God, for a heart of repentance. Thank you, oh God, for, oh God, your many blessings that you yet bestowed upon your people and even the working of thine hand right now. We pray, God, that your hand would be upon us, that you would look on those that we, oh God, ask you to, oh God, touch in the name of Jesus, those that are on line with us that have various requests. We're going to ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus, you will honor the request. Look on Evangelist Draven and all of those, oh God, that's requesting prayer, the Doss family, and those, oh God, that are sick and confined to their home and to the places of their homes, oh God, that you would touch them and send healing away. In the name of Jesus, we pray to the glory of God. And Father, we ask, oh God, you would direct us through, oh God, this particular Bible study on today. Oh God, that you would lead and guide us by your Holy Spirit as we decrease, let your anointing increase. And Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory, honor, and praise. And we thank you for a great deliverance, oh God, that's coming our way and that it will bless the people of God and edify the body of Christ. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen. Praise God. Amen. So we want to go um, right into our Bible subject today. We want to talk about uh, the Bible uh, because that's uh, really uh, a good place to start. I know we talked about the six roots to uh, discipleship. And so we're still uh, in those five pillars. We're on pillar number two on this week and we're going to work down till we get to five on friday and then we are are continuing uh to discuss this particular series throughout this month the six roots to discipleship and so we thought we would uh break it in the part so we can take a look at these um roots and uh define them and the first thing we want to talk about is the Bible. It's not only uh, what we believe, but it's what God has prescribed um, to leave on record uh, for uh, those that want to have knowledge and be inspired by his word. And so God left this thing on record for us. And I truly believe that the Bible is God's infallible word. I know it's a lot of things in the Bible we may not understand, but God's word is an infallible proof. And so we want to, uh, it's an infallible proof and truth that God want to convey uh, to the people of God. And it's, uh, it's an infallible word that God has allowed uh, to have authority uh, uh, and clarity for salvation for the Christian living. So if you're going to live, uh, if you're going to live for Christ, you must come in contact with the Bible. I know I probably went the long way around to explain that, but if you're going to um, live safe, you must come in contact with the scripture. All right. And this is why we don't want to um, 
uh, be saying different things that's not in Scripture. So we're going to use Scripture uh, for our basis of teaching. And anything uh, that's used outside of Scripture for basing basis of teaching is simply a reference. I, I'm not criticizing people that use reference, okay? So reference is good as long as it's supported by Scripture, all right? So I want to just make sure I explain this to you. We're going to deal with some theological points here. So we must know reference Bibles and reference commentary is uh, a good support reading. But we can't take these uh, Bible notes and uh, these uh, theories from theologians as the inspired word. Okay, and the reason why we can't do that is because God has already left on record um, what he wants us to have as it pertains to knowledge and truth. All right. And so I want I want to make sure that we. Um, you know, understand that particular perspective, because we don't understand that particular perspective, then we're going to get lost in the shuffle of things. And then we're going to end up being off task in terms of truth. All right. And so we want to make sure that we stay with truth. All right. That's one of the first things that we want to do. And so we're going to take a look at some scripture here. Um, we're going to take some take take a look at a few scriptures here today uh, as it relates to the Bible. So remember, I said the Bible is God's infallible word. All right. It's the infallible word of God. Uh, we know in the beginning was a word. The word was with God and the word was God. And the same begin in the beginning was God. Hmm? And uh, there was nothing made without God. Hmm? All things were made by him. And there was not anything made. Huh? Without God. So. God was in the beginning, and without him was not anything made. And I just want to um, let us see. God made man. And so we say, well, man wrote the Bible. That's why I want to start there. We say, well, God made man, and man wrote the Bible. And so how is that of God? And so we're going we're gonna to get some scripture for you. I want to I wanna get these scriptures, and we're going to take our time today. Uh, because we're not going to try to go too far, but we want to break this one principle down about God. It says the same was in the beginning in John 1 and 2. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Hmm? So God made man, and God had these holy men right. So we're going to go to First Peter here. Let's take a look. We're going to go first, Peter. We're going to step by step here. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Peter here. I just want to take my time here and uh, slow walk it. And I want you to go to these scriptures. All right. So we were in uh, St. John 1 and 1 through 2. Okay. That's where we was. And now. Uh, we can go to First Peter. Uh, we can go to First Peter. Uh, 
three. Let's take a look here. All right. Uh, maybe we want to go to uh, second Peter. Hold on one second. Let's see here. All right. Let's take a look here. I think I was in the right one. So let's take a look here. We're in First Peter. Um, uh, hold on one second. Just want to take my time here. I like using my bigger uh, print Bible, but I have it on my other desk. So give me a moment here to uh, to take a look here. Kind of hard for me to see this, but let's take a look here. All right, let's take a look. All right, let's go to First Peter, uh, chapter three. All right, let's go to First Peter, uh, chapter three. All right, let's take a look at uh, verse number nineteen. All right, or twenty. All right, he says by which also. He went and preached unto the spirit in prison, which were sometimes disobedient. When once long-suffering of God waited in the day of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein uh, that a few, that is eight souls were saved by water. All right? So now eight souls were saved by water. And he says here, the like figure, wherein to even baptism, do it also now save us, not to the putting away the filth of the flesh, but an answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is in the right hand, who is on the right hand of God and angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. All right. So now we're going to go to Second Peter. Let's go to 2 Peter 2 and uh, 19, all right? So we're going to go to 2 Peter 2 and 19, all right? And I want to let you know that these new glasses are not really doing the job, but um, we're going to go to 2 Peter 2 and 19. So let's take a look at 2 Peter 2 and 19 for a moment, all right? We're talking about the Bible today, all right? A lot of people don't believe that the Bible is God's infallible word. And so we're going to give it to you in uh, 2 Peter, uh, uh, 2 Peter, well, actually, it's, yeah, 2 Peter 1, and we're going to go to 19, 2 Peter 1 and 19. Just want to make sure I got that uh, marked up for you. Okay, Second Peter 1 and 19. All right, go there with me. All right, let's take a look. It says here, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. All right, so we have a more sure word of prophecy. 
Okay. If, if we don't believe God's word, then we really don't believe God because no man has seen God at any time and live. So we don't trust God's infallible word. Then we really don't trust God. Let me give you another scripture. We stay right there in second Peter. I want to go. We're going to go to a lot of scriptures today, but I, I just had a lot of scriptures rolling through my mind as we talk. And, uh, as God, uh, direct us today. I want to show you something here. Let's go to Mark St. John chapter 7. Now, I'm going to I'm going to let you know why we're going here. All right? St. John 7 and 37. All right, let's take a look. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. This is Jesus. Some people say they don't believe the black writing. They only believe the red writing. Okay, here it is in red writing. All right. He says, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said. Hmm? This is predicated on faith and belief. Hmm? That's why Jesus said, he that believe it shall have everlasting life. Believe it means a continual, perpetual faith, trust, hmm? to be convinced. And if you're not pulling, if, if you're not, if you're not, uh, putting your trust in God and you're not fully persuaded that the word of God is truth, then people are going to be easily uh, able to come and bring damnable hearsays and bring false doctrine and confuse you. But when you have truth, Jesus said in St. John 8, 31, 32, and you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And so he says here, he that believeth on me in St. John 7 and 38, he says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This scripture says here, but this spake he of the spirit. Hmm? Jesus was talking about a manifestation of his presence in another form. Praise God. I know I'm deep here, but I, I just a lot of times like to take my time and get my thoughts together here as God direct me that I put the words in the proper content and context as the scripture conveys it of who Jesus is. The Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, oh, glory be to God. Hmm? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they are one. There's not three gods. Now, let's take a look here. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, but this spake he of the Spirit. All glory be to God, which they 
that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not given yet. He gave them a prophetic word that was going to be manifested. All oh, glory be to God later on when he get ready to go off the scene and go to the cross. Hmm? But he says here, spake ye of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Hmm? Jesus was not yet glorified. And many people, therefore, when they heard this said of a truth, this is the prophet. The word pointed to Jesus. Hmm? Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Can y'all see that? People had different versions and thoughts of what they believed. Hmm? But this one truth was confirmed by God. Hmm? So we can't just look at, oh, men wrote the Bible. This is where the problem is. People uh, uh, have to look at God inspired these men. We're going back to uh, we're going back to Second Peter one and about uh, nineteen. Okay, so we can go to Second Peter uh, one and nineteen. All right, we're gonna go back there, but I got to stay here in John just for a moment here. All right. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? And had not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? Hmm? So there was a division among the people because of him. Hmm? And some of them would have taken him but no man laid hands on him. Hmm? And this is what I want to let you know. That people that have problems or challenges or difficulty understand the scripture. This is why study is so important. Study of the Bible is very important. Because... All of these Bible passages talks about the Messiah hmm? and his life giving blessing to humanity. And so you must go line up on line, precept on precept, so you can understand in his promise through the scriptures, the Holy Spirit was going to be given to all of those that believe. And so if you don't believe, there's a problem. I want to go to another scripture before we go to uh before we go to uh first Peter, I mean second Peter 1 and 19. Before we go to 2 Peter 1 and 19, I want to take you to uh a few more scriptures. I want to take you to uh let's go to um I want to go back to Matthew. I want to go back to Matthew. I just want to hit a few of these uh, foundational scriptures here. Let's go to Matthew. Uh, let's see here. 
Let's go to Matthew uh, 11 and 25. Let's go to Matthew 11 and 25. So we need to go here to Matthew 11 and 25 and take a look here. All right. He says here in Matthew 11, 25, he says, at that time, Jesus uh, answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Hmm? Anybody got any questions or concerns about Jesus being Lord? I want you to see it right here in the scripture. Hmm? He said, I thank thee, O Father. Lord of heaven and of earth, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent hmm? and hath revealed them unto babes. And so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Some things is not revealed Mm -hmm. in the scripture to those that don't know God. This is why we want to let you see in John there, the Bible talks about in John, he came to his own and his own received him not. We have to understand uh, God does not totally reveal himself to those that don't have faith and don't believe. Even if he wants to save them, he wants to draw them, he wants to call them, but they must first believe, praise God. Everything is predicated on belief. And so if you don't believe, then you won't find truth. But if you're searching for truth, it doesn't matter if you're in another church, another ministry, another denomination. If you're searching for truth, God will open up your understanding. You go to Luke 24, he even had to open up the disciples' understanding. And even us that are apostolics and that are, uh, are blood washed and, and, and all glory be to God. Hmm? And spirit filled, God is still revealing himself to us. Praise God. Hmm? Through manifestation, through the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And this is why if, if, if the Holy Ghost is the manifestation of God. And a lot of time we want a manifestation of God's presence. What that really simply means is we need another dose of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, glory. I, I got to get out of here. And we need a manifestation to be so much strong in us that others might believe and serve and follow the true and living God. Hmm? But if we become, uh, as Jesus said, the salt that had lost its savor, Oh, there will be no manifestation. Oh, glory be to God. If we're just going in a form. Now, let's take a look here. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. Hmm? So there's something that God has put in us. Oh, glory be to God. I got to get out of here. As we talk about the Bible, God has put his word in us, which is his Holy Spirit, because you can't separate the word from the spirit. They are one. He has put his word in us as well as the Holy Spirit, which they are one. He said, I and my father are one. In St. John uh, 10 and 30, he said, I and my father are one. I believe it's St. John 10 and 30. Let me get it real quick. 
because I don't want to uh, give you the wrong scripture. Let's look at it. I think you said in St. John 10 and 30, I am my father one. So I want to make sure that you get this. All right. Yes, I and my father are one in St. John 10 and 30. So with that being said, saints, people of God, we have to understand why Jesus said this in Matthew 11. We're going to read a little bit farther here. He says here, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and had revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. And he whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Everybody can't get this. Hmm? What do you mean, Elder Newsom? What do you mean, Brother Newsom? Everybody can't get the revelation of Jesus Christ because if they don't believe, Jesus could not do many miracles in, in, in Nazareth, in his own town. He couldn't do too many miracles in his own town because there were unbelief. And when there's unbelief, all oh, glory be to God, his own people he came to didn't believe. And therefore, he healed those right before them to reveal to them who he was. Praise God. Hmm? Yeah, the healing was a benefit for the people that were Gentiles, the centurion, Jairus' daughter, and different ones. It was, it was a fringe benefit, but Jesus did not come to do miracles for them. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Hmm? The scripture talks about he come to open up, you know, the sight of the blind. He came to reveal and give insight. Yes, he did come to heal, but he came to heal Israel as a nation, praise God. All glory be to God. They wanted deliverance from the Romans. They wanted deliverance from the government, from the oppression. But Jesus came to all oh, remedy be the remedy for sins of the whole world. Look at this now. As we as we talk about the Bible now, remember I said the Bible is God's infallible word and it's authority for salvation. Jesus came to save. Hmm? That was his primary objective. He came to save his people, praise God, hmm? as well as the world. And we know the world cannot be saved if they don't believe in the only begotten of the Father, which is full of grace and truth. All right. So it's very important that we believe. And God will reveal himself to whomsoever uh, he will. Look at this. But he tells them they had an opportunity. We have an opportunity. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. So take my yoke upon you and learn of me. How are we going to learn about God without scripture? As we talk about the Bible and the relationship and the relativity of the scripture, the holy scriptures, which is the holy writ, how are we going to get an understanding 
without the word of God. Romans 10 and 17 says, so then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you don't believe the word, then who reports you gonna believe? Isaiah 53 says, who shall believe? Hmm? Our report. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Look at this. We must look at scripture. We're headed over to Timothy, but we got to go back to uh, 2 Peter 1 and 19. Like, we're going to go back there. But he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for yourself. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All right? All right, so we're going to go over to our next scripture, which is found in, um, let us go to 2 Peter. 1 and 19. I couldn't wait to get there. And then we're going to go to 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. We're headed to some scripture now. We're all in the home stretch now, praise God. We're in the home stretch. I just wanted to explain this, uh, not only on a theological viewpoint, but on uh, uh, a scriptural viewpoint and in layman's term. All right? Now, some of these statements I'm making, you have to go back and study to confirm and see that what I'm sharing with you is truth. You got to go to these same scriptures and you'll see exactly what I'm conveying. It's truth. All right. Let us take a look. Let's go to uh, 2 Peter 1 and 19. He says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Mm. Glory be to God. He says here in 2 Peter 1 and 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Hmm? Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. All right. Peter looks at this and he tells him here, and verse 20, 2 Peter 1 and 20. Put a star by this one. 2 Peter 1 and 20. All right? 1 and 19 said, we got a sure word of prophecy. So that means without controversy, well, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. The scripture we don't have to we don't have to go back and forth about scripture. Scripture is our basis for teaching. Hmm? If we teach anything that's not written by scripture, I'm gonna take you into Galatians, what Paul said in Galatians 1 and uh six through nine there. We'll get it. We're gonna get to it. But let's take a look. We got more scripture for you. I got 66 books. Glory. I got 66 books to back me up that God has laid this truth out here for us and the Bible cannot be refuted. Hmm? You got people establishing their own truth. You got people now trying to write their own Bible. But what was needed for the believer, what was needed for the church, what was needed, all oh, glory be to God, to be left on record from God, he already selected. All oh, glory be to God what was needed for humanity for salvation. 
Praise God. And we know there's Maccabees and there's Susanna and there's other books, praise God. But they were not all oh, the inspired, oh, glory be to God, infallible truth. Hmm? And they're good to be used for commentary. Hmm? We can look at Josephus and all these different uh, uh, theologians that have wrote good stuff. But it all points back to these 66 books that's been left on record. And if they don't line up with these 66 books, hmm, then it's false prophecy. Let's take a look. Hmm? Let's take a look. Now, let's, let's look at Second uh, Peter 1 and 20. We're going to read it for you. And he says here, uh, knowing this, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. There's no private interpretation of scripture. The scripture is the inspiration of God. Hmm? And they're inspired by God and they inspired these holy men of God to write as God moved up on them. Praise the Lord. And God doesn't do anything without a vessel. Praise God. Hmm? I'm saying in terms of what, as he prescribes to us, he gives us a man of God to give us what he wants us to have. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? He gives us a Holy Ghost to give us what he wants us to have. Hmm? But there must be a vessel, all oh, glory be to God, that God would deposit himself in. And he said, lo, I come in the volume of the books to do my will. Oh, God but a body oh glory oh hallelujah he said but a body thou hast prepared god always uses a vessel praise god let me get out of here i got to go <laughs> uh -huh. and when that vessel is empty god is the only one can fill the vessel oh glory be to god we know the enemy want to get in there but i'm saying in terms of doing the will of god god has to get in that vessel and start working on it. Hmm? And he showed Jeremiah the pot, the pottery that was on the wheel. And he was showing him how the vessel was made. But he wasn't just making the vessel to be empty. But he was giving Jeremiah a prophecy of what he was going to do for Israel. He was going to be in them. Uh, he wasn't just, oh, glory be to God. He wasn't just making pottery. Hmm? And just to show, uh, he did say, to show how he would do with Israel, but he also was going to be in them. Uh, it's, it's farther down in Jeremiah 31, 31. Keep reading. Keep reading. That vessel that he was making on that wheel, God was going to later on be in them. Praise God. Hmm? But let's take a look. We're going to take a look here at 1 Peter, I mean, 2 Peter 1 and 20. Let's go back here. Kind of got off track there. But let's go to 2 Peter 1 and 20. He says, knowing this, that no prophecy of the scripture of any private interpretation. Hmm? So there's no private interpretation of scripture. Peter affirms that the Old Testament scriptures, hmm? the Old Testament was God concealed. All glory be to God. God concealed. He did things in types and in shadows. All glory be to God. Hmm? And through ordinances and washing and divers ordinances. But well, look at this. 
All glory be to God. But he says here, all glory, I'm stirring up today. He says here, Peter affirms this word that the Old Testament prophets wrote God's message and puts himself and the apostles in the same category. Hmm? The old and the new. All oh, glory be to God. You got the Old Testament and the new. And some people, they read their Bible, they don't know. Oh, glory be to God. How many Old Testament scriptures it is and how many new? Praise God. Hmm? You got 3927, which is 66 books. Old and new. Look at this. Oh, glory be to God. We got to know how many books of the Bible it is. Praise God. Hmm? And technically, there's 67 books. Oh, glory be to God. Because <laughs> people going to read, they're going to read that 67 book. Hmm? Even if they don't pick up 1 through 66, they're going to read that 67 book. And Apostle Paul and the apostles wrote that we're living epistles known and read of all men. You, the 67 book. Praise God. I got to get out of here. Hmm? God has put the Holy Ghost in you and people are watching your life. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I know I'm stirring it up today, but let's take a look. I want to finish first, uh, second Peter one and 20. We got to get the meat out of this. Let's get to second Peter one and 20. He says, knowing this, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. This was done in a corner. Hmm? And the apostles and the apostles and the old Testament, uh, 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 prophets were put in the same category as the apostles. Just want to let you know. They were put in the same category. Hmm? And they all were called to proclaim God's message, which is his truth. Oh, glory be to God. Uh, and the Bible is not a collection <laughs> of fables, human ideas, as people say, oh, I don't believe the Bible. Hmm? Think again. It's God's word through people to us. Let me, let me, let me, let me get to it. Peter emphasizes uh, some points here. And he also talks about himself being an eyewitness of count of these things. As an apostle, all glory to God. Let me get out of here. I got to go. Huh? And when God word or, 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 or when God inspired authority of scripture has already been laid out for people that may uh, uh, how can I say this? People that may have a dark understanding of what scripture is. The more you read it, the more revelation it gives. Hmm? You can read the same scripture. Now this, now just take, just take my word for it and try it. You know, most pastors and preachers know this already, but I'm saying just as a lay member or as, as a beginner of reading the Bible, hmm, if, if you, Ask God to open your understanding. Pray before you read your Bible and ask God to open your understanding. You can read that same scripture. Hmm? 
You can read that scripture this year and it'll give you uh, uh, enlightenment. And you can read that scripture tomorrow. It'll give you enlightenment. You can read it next year. It'll give you more enlightenment. The same scripture, praise God, because the word of God is alive. Hmm? Glory be to God. The logos was made flesh and it dwelt among us and we beheld this glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hmm? The word of God is alive. Hmm? You got the preach word. Huh? You got the living word. You got the written word. All glory be to God. But let's take a look here. We must look at this. God's inspired authority of scripture is to prepare his way for attack on false teachers. Anybody that goes against scripture, all glory be to God. Hmm? Anybody that goes against the Holy Scriptures is not sent by God. Oh, glory be to God. I'm going to say that again. I know. I know we I know we didn't shout it. I know we got the Holy Ghost. We've been saved and we all that. But hear me, young preachers, uh, uh, people of God. If people teach against the Bible, they are not sent by God. Oh, glory to God. I know. I know I'm messing up. But if they teach against the Bible, God's inspired word, they are not sent by God. They're false teachers. Praise the Lord. And anybody that don't confess that Jesus has come in the flesh, they are the Antichrist. Oh, glory to God. I know. I got to get out of here. I got to go. I'm all, oh, I'm out of time. Oh, glory to God. I got to get out of here. We're going to talk about the Bible. This is why we want to talk about the Bible. It's going to take a while to cover this, but we're going to go to grace and salvation on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. On Wednesday, we're going to talk about grace and, well, we, we, we want to talk about grace and salvation day, but we're not going to make it. So Wednesday, we're going to talk about grace and salvation and possibly the new birth on Wednesday. And then on Friday, we're going to talk about eternity. All right. So we're going we're gonna to go through these. But let's take a look at these scriptures real quick. I want to take a look at these because I've been doing some study on these particular topics. So I try to get in here and ask God for direction. And so far, the Lord has been doing real good, praise God, with my understanding. So we want to stay with these scriptures. Let's take a look here. Second uh, Peter 1 and 20. Knowing this, that no prophecy of the scripture is any private interpretation. All right? Mm -hmm. You can't get your own imagination, revelation of what the scripture says. Why? Because we're, we're headed to Timothy. We're going to show you why. But look at this. Mm -hmm. But it will illuminate you. Scripture will, the spirit of God, which comes on the inside of our uh, fleshly bodies, will illuminate us. Just like when Moses went up on the Mount of Horeb and went up on the Mount to talk to God, to get the Ten Commandments, to get the law, to get instruction for the people. When he came down from the mountain, he was lit up. Oh, glory be to God. <laughs> he was illuminated. Oh, glory be. Because the spirit of the living God, when he do the word of God, illuminates. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? 
The word of God, David pointed to it in Psalm 119 and 105. He said, the word is a lamp to my feet. Glory. I got to get out of here and a light unto my path. Oh, glory be to God. If you walk in it, it'll it'll project light. If you if you obey it, it'll project light. This is why if you receive it, it'll project light in your life. Oh, glory be to God. Because he said, let your light so shine that men may see. Talking about a manifestation. Eat that word. Glory. You're talking about a manifestation. Digest that word and don't just, oh, glory be to God. Don't just read it, but live it. Apply it to your life. That's when you see the manifestation. Glory. You ain't going to get nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. But if you take this word and you digest it and you put it down in your spirit, David said, thy word have I hid in mine heart. Oh, glory be to God that I might not sin against the Lord. Praise God that I might not sin against thee. Praise God. Look at this. In 1 Peter, 2 Peter 1 and 20. I don't know why I keep, we're going to get to 1 Peter. Uh, I think we read it, but we, 2 Peter 1 and 20. I'm stuck here for a minute because I got to go here. There's no private interpretation. And anytime somebody said, well, I believe, I believe like this. No, the Bible says now, oh, glory be to God. Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Hmm? And Jesus always did the things that please the father. So if you got another belief and there's but one belief, ain't but one faith the bible says one lord one faith so if you got another belief you didn't develop another faith oh glory be to god and ephesians he talks about in ephesians 4 and 5 he says there's one lord there's one faith and there's one baptism ain't but one understanding oh glory be to god oh hallelujah hmm? and the scripture is there for our instruction hmm all scriptures given by the inspiration of God and his prophet for doctrine, huh? For proof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Glory. But one truth, praise God. And the word of God points to Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hmm? I'm out here today to let these people know and let the world know that the Bible is right and somebody's wrong. Praise the Lord. Hmm? The Bible is right and somebody's wrong. Praise God. And I won't let you know. If you wrong, you might as well own up to it and go back and repent and read that Bible and say, Lord, forgive me. Because hmm? I thought it was three guys and ain't but one. Praise the Lord. Hmm? God will reveal it to you. Hmm? Now, let's take a look here. He says here, there's no private interpretation. All right, let's go to 21. For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man. This is where I wanted to get to when people say, well, man wrote the Bible and, uh, you know, I don't believe it because man wrote it. Man is flawed. You know, man is flawed. And so hi, why would God need a, a flawed man to write his holy scripture? Hmm? Let me let you know, son. 
God wrote the Ten Commandments with his own fingers. Hmm? And man broke them. <laughs> Glory. I just want to let you know something. God wrote the scripture, wrote, wrote his commandments, 10 of them, as it relates to, uh, glory be to God. The first three relates uh, between man and God. And the last, oh, glory be to God. Or the first four between man and God. And the last six between man and man. Hmm? But I want to let you know something. Man broke them. So we can make uh, all kinds of challenges to try to challenge God's truth. Hmm? But God's truth is the only thing that'll make you free. Hmm? False truth will cause you to be tangled and tied up hmm? and confused about who the one God is. But truth always frees us from bondage. And look at this. God's inspired word is for those that believe. Hmm? You reading the Bible and you don't believe it. The Bible says they couldn't enter in God's rest because of unbelief in the Old Testament. So if you don't believe the New Testament, some people say, I don't believe the New Testament. I don't believe the New Testament. Okay, well, let's look at the Old Testament. Israel could not enter into the promised land because of unbelief. Hmm? And the Bible said the word didn't profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. Oh, glory be to God. I got to get out of here. I'm spending too much time here, spinning my wheel. But faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you want an understanding and revelation of God's scripture, ask God to open up your understanding. Because he did it to the boys. He did it to the 12 men that he called. And those that, were in, that he sent down to the upper room in Luke 24. Read Luke 24 and 45 uh, through 49. So then open he there, understand that they might understand the scripture. Thus it is written, thus it behoove Christ to suffer the third day and be uh, raised. Hmm? And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name beginning at Jerusalem. Hmm? He said, go tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be in due with power from on high. They went and did that. And when they did that, there was a react, there was a result behind what they did. Hmm? We can't just read the scripture. We must be doers. We must obey the scripture. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Look at this. Let me, let me, let me get out of here. He says here, knowing this, that. Uh, no prophecy of scriptures of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old by the will of man, but holy men of God. What don't we understand about holy men of God? Hmm? They, uh, God, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Hmm? And the Holy Ghost is still moving in the church today. And they spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hmm? And look at this. Private means a matter of one own idea. Private interpretation means it was their thought, not God's thought process. Hmm? Well, if they wrote what they thought was right, then would it, would it be imputed to us 
as God's righteousness, if it was man's own thought process. But by faith, we must believe the operation of God that these men were led of God to write these words. It was their finger doing the writing, but it was God doing the talking. Praise the Lord. Hmm? Glory be to God. And just like God can give you an idea, praise God. I'm going to break it down to you on a kernel note. Just like God can give you a thought process to write down, was it God's idea or yours if God put it in your mind to do it? I know we want to take the glory from God and we want to take the credit from God, but we need to give God the credit. Praise the Lord. Hmm? If you're an entrepreneur or where, wherever God has taken you in your, oh, glory be to God, in your success story, you got to know it was God. Hmm? Because without God, we can do nothing. In St. John 15, 3, he said, without me, you could do nothing. So these men, this was not their words. It was God's words, and they wrote as the Holy Ghost spoke to them. Praise God. Look at this. And they were moved by the Holy Ghost. They were moved by the Holy Ghost. Hmm? And as these holy men moved by the Holy Ghost, the scripture didn't come from a creative work of prophecy. It didn't come through their creative work, their creative ideas, their invention, their interpretation. Hmm? Because it wasn't private. Hmm? Look at this. It didn't come from their talent or their education. Hmm? Their cultural background. Hmm? They weren't robots. But God cooperated with the writers hmm? in such a way uh, that his message was intended to be uh, communicated in the very words they wrote. Hmm? Don't you know the words that God give us when we preach or teach or give sermons, they are not all of our words? <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Hmm? But God doing the speaking. Praise the Lord. We're just a vessel standing there. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look here. And so, it's no private interpretation. These holy men were, uh, they they spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And so, God gave them what he wanted them to have. Hmm? And they wrote it. Hmm? That they would tell us what God ascribed for us to understand or have for an understanding. Through scripture. Now let's take a look here. We're going to go to our next scripture. We're going to Timothy. Let's go to 2 Timothy. Um, let's go to 2 Timothy uh, 3 and uh, 15. Let's go to 3 and 14. All right. It says here, Let's take a look. Let's uh, take a look at 2 Peter. I'm sorry. Let's go to 2 Timothy. <laughs> I'm sorry. 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3 and verse number 12 to about 17. 2 Timothy 3 and 12. All right. 
2 Timothy 3 and 12 through 17. All right, let's take a look. He says here, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We're in a deceiving time. Hmm? People will tell you to take their words over the Bible. I, ch I will challenge that. You should take the Bible over anybody's words. Praise God. Hmm? Because he said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall abide forever, shall stand forever. And so you should take the Bible over anybody else's word. Praise God. Hmm? It's not what I say. It's not what the prophets say. <laughs> huh? It's not what the apostles and the bishops say. But what did the word say? Praise God. Hmm? Everything we need is in the word of God. Hmm? And I believe it's backed up by scripture. And I believe these holy men of God, these apostles, these bishops and pastors that are called of God would not go against scripture. Hmm? And this is why I can challenge and will challenge anything that's not written in the scripture. Anybody that come against scripture. We don't get it. I'm going to show you in the book anything that's written in scripture and, and, and people come against it. I'm going to show it to you in Galatians. Let's go to Galatians. We're going to go to Galatians after we read this. Let's take a look. He says here. He says, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceive and being deceived. But thou, but continue thou in the things that thou hast learned and has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. You got to know <laughs> what you know. Praise God. Huh? And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith. See that again? Faith, through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. If you don't believe in Jesus, oh, glory be to God. The Scripture ain't going to make sense to you. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus, hmm? if you don't believe the Bible, I sent his son into the world hmm, to give his life as a ransom for the sins of many. If you don't believe God came in the flesh, hmm, then it's going to be a difficult journey for you. But if you believe, God will open up your understanding. Praise God. Look at this. He told Timothy here and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. And they go a little bit step deeper. They go to the next level. Here's the shift in, 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 in what they're giving, what they're depositing into this young man, Timothy, that was going to be Paul's charge to Timothy as he was going to become the pastor of the churches. Praise God. Look at this. Paul getting ready to go off the scene here. But he charges Timothy and he says all scripture so he could teach the church that he was all going to be pastor over. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, huh? for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 
that the man of God, oh, glory be to God. If, oh, if you are a man of God, you need these scriptures. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? That the man of God may be perfect. Hmm? And thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hmm? If you're going to be a fully mature man of God, huh? Because those that's on milk, just, oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Hmm? Those that's on milk, not mature. But he says here that the man of God may be perfect, which means mature. Thoroughly furnished under God, all good works. All good works. Hmm? Thoroughly furnished. Hmm? And so it's very important that we take a look here and see that the Bible is not a fable. It's not a myth. It's not a bunch of human ideas about God. Hmm? It is not a human book. Oh, glory be to God. But it's basic instruction before living earth. <laughs> Look at this. Through the Holy Ghost, God revealed his person. He reveals his plan. Hmm? Oh, glory be to God. To certain believers. Hmm? And they wrote down God's message for his people. Look at this. This process is known as inspiration. This is what is written here in uh, Timothy here. Hmm? It's, it's, it's for inspiration. We're going we gonna to go to it. We're going to go to uh, 1 Timothy 3 and 16. But this process is known as inspiration. Hmm? Now, I want to share this with you. Scripture is completely trustworthy because God was in control and he was uh, control of their writings and God's words were entirely authoritative for our faith and our lives. Now let's go to First uh, Timothy three and sixteen. Now y'all know that God breathed on the uh, God breathed on the uh, disciples. He breathed on them and said, "Receive ye the Holy Ghost." That was inspiration. He had breathed on them, hmm? and this is why these holy men of God could write us. They were moved by the Holy Ghost because God had already breathed on them. Praise God. He said, receive you the Holy Ghost. That wasn't the initial, uh, that wasn't the day of Pentecost. God inspired them. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Look at this. Let's take a look. He says here in 1 Timothy 3 and uh, 16, he says, and without controversy. Hmm? Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. Hmm? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Hmm? I know you're going to somebody's church. 
I know you sitting up in somebody's chair or pew, but are you sitting there like an empty man or have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Hmm? And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. I believe that. Hmm? And I believe that so much so that I'm convinced that we need the Holy Ghost. I have the Holy Ghost, and I need to depend on the Holy Ghost for, for all things that are needed that pertain to life and godliness. We need to be walking in the Holy Ghost. Paul says, therefore now there's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. If you're not walking in the spirit, I'll show you a dead man. Praise God. I got to go. I hope I said something to encourage you today. Uh, these are the faithful words of Elder Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. I want to say God bless you today. Uh, we uh, went over time, but we wanted to make sure we covered the Bible. There's more scriptures to go with it, but I wanted to just cover the infallible word which is God's infallible truth. And so we need to know that the Bible should be our basis for teaching. The Bible should be our basis for doctrine. Doctrine simply means teaching. And I did, I did quote one scripture that I didn't get, and I, I don't want to cut you short. I want to get Galatians. I want to show you something here in Galatians 1 and uh, 6 through 9. I just got to show you this. Um, one and six do nine. Mm? There is no other gospel. Mm? Ain't but one Lord, one faith, one baptism. He says here in Galatians one and six, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Mm? Which is not another. Now, who are we to decide we're going to come up with our own truth because we got a church? Hmm? Just because I start a ministry, hmm? I start a ministry tomorrow. <laughs> Ain't but one gospel. Ain't but one truth. You can start a church today. Hmm? But ain't but one gospel. And gospel means the good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ain't but one Savior. Oh, glory to God. I got to go. You'll find it in Isaiah 43 and 46. Ain't but one Savior. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> glory. Let's get out of here. But I want to let you know, I go through these scriptures every day. Praise God. Hmm? I read my Bible every day. I'm going to get some kind of... I'm going to get some kind of scripture. Hmm? I'm talking about that come from these 66 books. I'm going to get some scriptures and I'm going to read them and chew on them. Praise God. And ask God to open my understanding. Look at this. He says here, I marvel that you are so soon removed. 
from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. Hmm? But there's some, he says, but there be some that trouble you. Hmm? We're in a time now where there's some people trying to impress folks and trying to come up and establish something new. There's nothing new under the sun. Hmm? I'm going to stay with the word. Look at this. He says here, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. What do you mean? Pervert mean to change, distort, leave out, you know, twist. We shouldn't twist what God laid out already that's already been written. It don't need no adjusting. Praise the Lord. Oh, I'm going to do it like this in my church. How did God say do it? <laughs> I got to go. I got to get out of here. Hmm? We need to make sure hmm, that, oh, glory be to God. Here's the problem they were having in Galatia. I got to give you a little reference on this. It's just a little reference so you can have an understanding. Hmm? People wanted Gentile believers to follow the Jewish laws. They wanted to place, oh, glory be to God. They wanted to place the new converts under Judaism, under circumcision. Hmm? That's what the problem. But grace had, grace had liberated everybody. Oh, glory. Those that received salvation, God had freed everybody from sin that received him. To many that, as, as many that received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Look at this. They were putting limits on the people and telling them how they can receive salvation. Glory be to God. We shouldn't be adding anything or thinking we shouldn't be adding anything or taking anything away uh, from the scriptures as it relates to God's plan of salvation. Bible said, repent, believe, repent, and be baptized and fill with the Holy Ghost. Hmm? And so people had to go through all these uh, oh, traditions and gyrations. Praise God. Hmm? And there's no other gospel but the gospel of Christ. And Paul says here, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But he says, but though we, Paul didn't say, though I, he said, though we, meaning all of the apostles, praise God, though we are an angel hmm, from heaven, any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. He said, let him be a curse. And he says it again in verse number nine. I'm going to read it for you in Galatians 1 and 9. I read Galatians 1 and 6 through 8. Now I'm at Galatians 1 and 9. And he says here, as we have said before, and so say I now again, if any man preach unto you, uh, if any man preach unto, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. Do we know what a curse means? 
Paul strongly denounced the Judaizers. Hmm? Try to pervert the perversion of the gospel. Try to change it to what they wanted it to be. God already knew what he wanted it to be, and it was already written what he wanted it to be. Praise God. Hmm? And it wasn't going to make the people live no better if they were, oh, glory be to God. Hmm? If they were circumcised, or if they were Judaized, it didn't matter. Hmm? God had already torn down the wall, of, middle wall of petition. Hmm? That was contrary to us and nailed it to the cross. Glory. Look at this. I want to let you know. He says, if any other angel, if, if, if we are an angel, to curse, to be cursed means to be, praise God. Hmm? And so we must be, uh, we must be very, very careful that we're not turning people away from the gospel of Christ because we have perverted it. Praise the Lord. We got to make sure that we're not turning people away from the gospel of Christ because of our perversion and our persuasion. Praise God of what our interpretation is because there's no private interpretation of scripture. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. And there's only one baptism. And it's the father that's of all and above all and through you all that's filled with the Holy Ghost. And so these are the faithful words of El Newsom. I, I think I covered the Bible pretty good today. Uh, I think I pretty much gave enough scriptures here as it relates to, uh, the Bible as being God's infallible word and its authority for salvation and for Christian living. We know they were first called Christians at Antioch because they had Christ-like behavior. And you'll find that in uh, uh, Acts, I believe, chapter, uh, I think chapter 11. Uh, let me get it. Let me make sure I got Acts chapter 11 or is it Acts chapter 8? Let me check it real quick. I like to, uh, I like to proof proof my own uh, referencing. But let's see. I believe they were first called Christians at Antioch uh, because they had Christ-like um, behavior. And so that's that's what we want to... Um, I believe it's Acts chapter 11. Yep. I'm pretty sure it is. So read Acts chapter 11. And yeah. Yeah, I believe it's Acts chapter 11. But they were first called Christians at Antioch uh, because they had Christ-like behavior. All right? And if it ain't there, I'll, I will make sure that I have that scripture for you um, uh, the next time we get on broadcast. I just need to, uh, I'm trying to get it now before I get off the air. Uh, I really, uh, yeah, we'll end up getting it for you uh, when we come back on broadcast. I'm just, uh, at the end, I had some things I wanted to share with the people of God um, <clears throat> on today uh, that we wanted to uh, share. 
I want the saints of God to continue uh, to remain prayerful uh, in the times that we're living in and to know that uh, we're living in the last days, uh, Acts uh, 11 and 25. That's where it is. Uh, It's in Acts 11 and 25 and 26. I want to get that scripture. I just wanted to read that. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus uh, for to seek Saul. And when they had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they were assembled themselves together with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. All right. So I wanted to let you see that, that it was in the scripture of Acts 11 and 20, I believe 26 there. That's where it's found. All right. Acts 11 and 26. So just want to make sure I um, always proof any scripture I give you. And I just wanted to make sure that I got that scripture before I ended this broadcast. I thank God for just directing us uh, and leading us to the uh, right scripture for the people of God. And we don't want to give any scripture that's not found in the Bible. We don't want to make any statements uh, referencing uh, scripture that's not pointing to scripture. So anything uh, that we uh, talk on, we'll base it on scripture and we can back it up by scripture. Praise God. We don't want to tell you, um, you know, a lot of people says, uh, David said, uh, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. That's not what scripture says. He said, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. Go find it. You know, we misquote scriptures all the time, said, and I haven't seen the righteous forsaken. That's not what David said. Hmm? He said, I have, he says, I have not seen. Hmm? The righteous forsaken, nor see begging bread. He didn't say never. I never. He said, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor see begging bread. We put never in there. And the scripture don't say never. Praise God. David never said never. Praise God. And so we need to study these scriptures and make sure we read them for ourselves. And when we look at them, we want to base it on Bible. Hmm? Now we can say I, we never have. If we personally experience that, but the scripture don't say that. Praise God. So we need to make sure we base our teaching based on scripture. Anything that we say, we want it to be uh, scripture based and we want to be able to point you to that. All right. So thank you for listening to us this time. We love you with the love of the Lord. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith and God Internet TV. Uh, we want to say uh, God bless you and thank you for joining us today. God bless you in Jesus name.